Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation and transplantation. You can always find us at thegiftedlife.org. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. I'm Sarah Blakemore. Coming up on this episode today. We'll tell you about Teach Life Toolkit and the science teacher behind it all. And we're always trying to strengthen our relationships, right? So we're going to give you some tips. All right. Okay. All that and more right here, thegiftedlife.org. The Gifted Life Podcast welcomes Kelly Pataki. How are you? Great. How are you this morning? Oh, we are so honored to speak with you. Uh, She's a science teacher, a donation champion, Mm -hmm. guys, and she hails from Illinois. Amazing. Yes, Arlington Heights, Illinois. Oh, I love it. So we want to talk about uh, donations. So we have a science teacher. So you're in the classroom. You're doing all these amazing things. And you decide, ah, I don't have enough on my plate. Let me add one more thing. (laughs) Donation champion. So talk about your tie uh, to donation and why that's an important uh, part for you. You know, this is my 27th year teaching. I can't believe I've been here this this long. And in 2002, that's the first time that we actually started to educate our students about organ donation and tissue donation. And so we're going on 20 years now. And it was just one of those topics that so many people are not knowledgeable about. And there's so many myths and misconceptions that are out there. So we started to, you know, reach out to different organizations. And we started with the Pass It On program 20 years ago. And that was a great starting point. And we basically take all of the information, the general facts, and we disseminate it to all of our freshman biology classes. So all of the freshmen in Hershey High School will receive the same information regarding organ donation and tissue donation. Oh, I love that. It's like, oh, it makes me so excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these people are hearing about this. Yeah. So we have, you know, about 500 freshmen every year that are that are gaining this knowledge. And what's great is then the following year or the year after that, they're ready to go get their driver's license Mm -hmm. and they can make an educated, informed decision on whether or not they would like to be an organ donor. Very strategic on that. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So in in biology, we're very fortunate because we can actually embed the curriculum in a variety of different units. So whether we're studying stem cells or if we're studying body systems or biotechnology, the topic, the curriculum of organ and tissue donation, it fits in very, very nicely. Mm. And um, the, the main goal is to obviously educate our students about the actual facts and statistics regarding organ and tissue donation. And even more importantly, we want them to go home and have that conversation with their families Mm -hmm. because as horrible, nobody wants to talk about, you know, losing a loved one, but if God forbid something did happen and there was a horrific situation and they had to make that decision for their love, whether or not they wanted to donate their organs or tissues, it would be, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't even fathom um, trying to make that decision without having a conversation with my loved one. And so hopefully if someone were to encounter that circumstance, they would be able to, you know, 
at least know that they have honored their loved one's wishes. And hopefully that would be able to provide them a little bit of comfort during that very challenging time. Yeah. And, you know, Kelly, we have our own um, programs down here in Louisiana where we educate our students. And I work with families and talk about organ donation. And I have worked with a family who they were directly impacted and they made their decisions based off of the information given to the student who brought it home. And the whole family had a conversation about organ donation. And so when it came time, the decision was already made and it really did ease that family's process and it made it a lot simpler for them they didn't have to have these hard conversations because they already had them so it really it it definitely impacts families um my question is how has the program evolved from where it started to where it is now so where it started we would spend typically i would say 30 minutes that was it. That was what we would embed into our program. We would show a short video, perhaps give a pretest prior to the video um, to see, to access, you know, what what did they know or mm-hmm. what did they think they knew about <laughs> organ and tissue donation? And then we would show a short video and then have a quick discussion. So that's where it started very early on. Then we started to reach out to different uh, programs such as the National Kidney Foundation and Donate Life, and they started to provide us with speakers. So then we brought in speakers who really tied in that personal Mm. um, piece of that puzzle. So we've had speakers come in who have discussed that they were a living kidney donor and they were part of a kidney chain. We've had parents come in and speak to the students um, where their child died tragically in a car accident. And then they had to figure out whether or not they wanted to donate their child's, you know, organs and tissues. And that was prior to having any conversation. So there was a lot of heart-wrenching discussions Mm -hmm. um, that we we've heard over the years. And then about 10 years ago, one of our math teachers, um, he's retired, but he had a double cornea transplant. So he was a recipient. And since he retired, he now travels around the Chicagoland area speaking to high schools, again, to educate oh, I love high that. school students. Yeah. About the importance of organ and tissue donation. So now prior to our Teach Life Toolkit, um, we have been for probably past 10 years or so. We give them a pretest. We have been showing them a Jason Ray video about a, um, a person who had passed away and his organs and tissues were donated and they met the families. And it was, again, very, just really hit everybody at home, very personal. And then um, Don Rowley, who is a retired teacher, he would speak to all the freshmen, we would have all the freshmen in the theater, and he would present the factual information, the statistics, and then he would explain his personal experience with being a uh, tissue recipient. He would also bring in another speaker as well. So we have had um, parents whose you know, child received a liver as an infant. We have had a 
person who received you know, bone marrow transplant. So we have a variety of, of speakers that now come in and present. Love, love our volunteers who take the time to go into the classroom and to allow these students to ask these questions. I know when we bring our volunteers into the classroom, they ask, how many medications are you taking? Or um, do you have a scar? Or, or different things like that. What kind of questions do you guys get when you have these uh, folks who have been touched by donation uh, that come in and sit in your classroom? A lot of times they will ask, you know, how long do they have to be on the medication? How long were they in the hospital? Um, perhaps, you know, what is the prognosis? Is there, because we've had uh, someone who came in and spoke who was a kidney recipient and she needed another kidney. And so she had multiple um, kidney donations and she was a recipient for multiple uh, kidney donations. So that was, you know, pretty interesting. So then they would ask questions. Okay, well, how, yeah, how many medications? Is this for the rest of your life? Is this for the first month? You know, how often do you have to go to the doctor? There's a lot of great questions. Yeah, I love also, it because they're listening. You know, they're they're interacting and I love that part. Exactly. And then, you know, we also try to hit on the, the myths that are out there like, okay, you know, how many of you think this? And that kind of stems from the true, our pretest where it's kind of like a true false questionnaire. And it is amazing, you know, the great questions that will arise from the pretest. Like, well, I thought that if a person had this religious background, they wouldn't be able to donate. Or if a person was a certain age, they wouldn't be able to donate. And so it's just really interesting. I love it. Let's also talk about your partnership with the Mad Dog Strong Foundation. Uh, we love them as well. They were here on the Gifted Life podcast. Um, if you're listening, you can go back to episode 131 to learn all about Mad Dog Strong. But how did you guys get connected and what happened when you guys connected and what are you doing now? When um, Mad Dog Strong, Cindy reached out to me, she basically sent an email questionnaire just asking if, if our school had done anything regarding organ and tissue donation. And then I just responded back what we've been doing over the years. And so she decided to contact me. And ever since, she's like, do you want to be a part of this team where we are going to be creating a curriculum for all of Illinois? And of course, I was thrilled to be yes. to be a part of this. And so it's been quite an honor, you know, to work with people who are literally right there in the trenches. They have been through it all, um, you know, in honor of Maddie and working closely with Gift of Hope, just coming together and, and then coming up with all of the objectives and aligning everything to the state standards. It's It's been it's been very fulfilling and I'm really excited to utilize it this spring. I have to imagine you met, you mentioned gift of hope. I've, I've worked with those guys for quite some time. I know some of some of them uh, from, we go way back. They've got to be pretty excited with you, uh, with your program, you know, that it's, it's had to have uh, a tremendous impact on an increase in uh, donation rates or increase in, in people signing up on the registry. Have they, have they conveyed anything to you guys? Have they collected any information, any data on that? You know, I haven't heard anything from them directly. Um, however, when we have our speakers, for instance, our retired math teacher, Don Rowley, he works close with them and he will say that they have told him that they definitely have seen an increase in, you know, students signing up 
um, to donate their organs and tissues. Um, we haven't implemented the Teach Life Toolkit. So hopefully, if when this becomes more um, utilized throughout the state of Illinois, we will really see that surge in, in donation, you know, people signing up to be donors. And what's interesting, even though a lot of people think, oh, yes, I would like to be a donor, for whatever reason, they don't get around to it. Right. They don't, you know, take the minute to go online or to check that box when they're renewing their driver's license. And it's so easy to sign up. And I think people also think that, well, if everyone, if all these people are signing up, there's got to be plenty of organs and tissues. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. When in fact, you know, that's not the reality. So tell us about the Teach Life Toolkit and what exactly is in it. So the Teach Life Toolkit, um, it has five different modules that we've created. And this is going to allow teachers, regardless of the level of student that they teach, it's going to be directed for high school students. But regardless that they teach freshmen through seniors, they can spend one day on the topic, embed it into their curriculum, they can spend a week on the topic. So we've divided it up into five modules. So we have a one day module where it's literally a lesson plan and they can have a pre-made video, which is exceptional, it's current, it's very professionally done. um, And it is about Manny Strong, right? Mm -hmm. So Mad Dog Strong. Mm -hmm. And that video is so touching, compelling, but not only does it really hit on that personal aspect of here we have a young individual who passed away unexpectedly, um, very tragically, but the whole process, you know, the conversation that was had before and what led up to um, her untimely death and everything that the family has has participated in and promoted since that time. It's been really incredible. So the one day module is basically they can, teachers can show a 30 minute video um, talking about Maddie, talking about how to become an organ donor, how to start that conversation with a parent or guardian with their family members, talk about how to sign up to become an organ donor, distinguish between what is a living donor, what is a deceased donor, what organs and tissues can actually be donated, and really clarifying the factual information and making sure that we, you know, eliminate and and those myths and misconceptions. And we're very, very clear on the actual truths regarding organ and tissue donation. I love that. I'm cheering over here, Kelly. That's great. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really great one day module. So it could be, you know, show that 30 minute video. Maybe we have a pretest as well. Give that pretest, show that 30 minute video. We have discussion questions that can be utilized, um, whether they want them to respond in an essay format or just have a, you know, conversation with each other. We have an optional web quest that just covers the basic information. And all of this information is literally on the web page for Teach Life um, Toolkit, and they click on it and they can access everything. We also have all of the answer keys ready to go for the educators as well. They would just have to email um, the Teach Life Toolkit. There's an email that is there and they would be sent 
the, the keys as well. So you can do this in a one day, 50 minute class period. Um, we also have, if they would prefer to show shorter videos instead of that 30 minute video regarding Maddie, we have multiple videos that are between one and two minutes, like eight different videos. Again, very short personal stories of people who have experienced um, organ donation, either being a recipient or even a living donor. And then we have a PowerPoint presentation and that goes along with it as well. So whatever the teacher wants to, to utilize, it's right there ready for them to go. So it could be, let's do a pretest video, quit the session, okay? Or it could be something more along the lines, okay, we're gonna do a pretest, we're gonna watch a video, we're gonna do the presentation with the PowerPoint, and we're going to make it a little bit lengthier of a, you know, a, a very short unit, maybe a one to two day unit. That's great. It's anything and everything like a teacher could want that fits within their schedule mm -hmm. and what's best for their classroom. Is this something that other states can use? Absolutely. I would say other states can definitely use use this. Um, some of the information, the statistics that we have are from Illinois, but mm -hmm. absolutely. The general information, um, all of the details and the intricacies about organ and tissue, it's the same, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of what state. So absolutely, they would be able to use this information. And then if the teacher wanted to spend more on um, this topic. So for, for our freshmen, we'll do a one day, right? one day program and again the goal is to educate them and to have them go home and have this conversation with their families then with my upperclassmen i teach seniors i will have the opportunity to go in greater detail so we have four more modules that we've created that goes into the history of transplantation um organ and tissue donation the actual transplant pro the process looking at the anatomy of the different organs and tissues that can be transplanted, um, looking at how organ and tissues are allocated, um, looking at the, just the, the process of transplantation. We also have a module that focuses on the professionals that are involved. I mean, it takes a very large team to you know, make this all happen successfully. So we, we look at all the different professionals that are involved. And then lastly, we have a module on the social emotional responses to the donation, looking, you know, survivor's guilt of transplant recipients. Um, I can speak to this. My brother actually just had um, a transplant in May and it was very unexpected, but this Thanksgiving, it was very emotional. He, was, he definitely had that survivor's guilt where, oh my gosh, this is the first year this family doesn't have their loved one on Thanksgiving. This is their first Thanksgiving without them, you know? And so there, there's a lot of emotional um, and, and social responses that go along with it. So we have an entire module um, that covers that topic as well, looking at transplant games and the organ procurement organization and how they provide support to the donor families throughout the entire process. I love that. I love that that you guys uh, pretty much um, educate the entire gambit of mm -hmm. you know everything about from an, like you said the psychosocial, emotional, the and I was going to ask earlier the, the the clinical part. I'm a clinical guy, and that that's the part that that gets my juices flowing. <laughs> and and the fact that you guys go take it from the historical perspective, and right. then and then the organ systems themselves. You know, obviously from a science class, that's 
that would be very, very pertinent, very, very relevant. So I, yeah. I love what you guys are doing, you know, kind of from the from the 30,000 foot view, uh, taking every <laughs> every angle toward it. It's interesting. I didn't realize. So so your brother. Uh, so you do have a personal tie. So so, so how is that going now? It's it's going incredibly well. It was something that was completely unexpected, and he was hospitalized for three months. And all of a sudden, they're like, he's going to die without a transplant. And within two weeks, he was evaluated, put on the list, and received an organ. And it, I mean, it it, it has really. Um, taken the meaning for what we've been doing for the last 20 right. years here at Hersey to a whole new level for mm-hmm. me that's, that's what I was going to say so most people when they when they do experience what your brother went through they don't have any background knowledge you mm-hmm. know it's 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 starting from scratch trying to learn every aspect of it and here you are with this wealth of information that's what I was thinking, wealth of yeah. knowledge going Amazing. in I, I guess it probably is almost a blessing and a curse mm-hmm right absolutely knowing you know what the outcome is the the like the probability that he would actually be you know put on the list and then get an organ in time i mean there were a lot of things working against him and you know the stars aligned and you know again the, the most incredible gift that anybody could ever give and that my brother was able to receive is unbelievable. And, you know, you know, I try to talk, you know, through him, I'm like, you know, regardless of, you know, it's horrible that this individual passed away, um, but regardless if you had this organ or not, that outcome would still have occurred, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, this person obviously wanted to, you know, pass that on pass that gift on to you and now you need to cherish it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he certainly is (laughs) the curriculum keeps evolving (laughs) yeah now you have this this hero that you can tell that story each time you teach your children which is amazing um i'm gonna pick your brain one more time um so i'm out in the community uh and we try to make these partnerships like you guys have with mad dog strong gift of hope so if we have someone listening and they wanted to partner with a teacher they wanted to reach out and say man teachlifetoolkit.com we saw this we heard this on the gifted life great information how do we implement that uh, how do you suggest we go about that i would say the first thing they can do is reach out to one of us and we you know can kind of go through the process how this this whole project basically started and i would also encourage them to reach out to any of the organizations that are in their area like the gift of hope or donate life or the national kidney foundation um and just starting to talk to people it's amazing the more I, the more I know, the more people um, who have had some type of experience with organ and tissue donation, even if it's a blood donation. Um, so, I think the first thing they can do is reach out to one of us, and I would be more than happy to sit down and talk to someone about how we went about this process and and where we started, and just to. I would say research some of the programs 
that are in their area because I will guarantee you that programs would love to work mm -hmm. and partner with educators so that they can form these 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 alliances to help educate the public and have more individuals involved in the whole tissue and organ donation process. Love it. Kelly, add LOPA and the Gifted Life to your resource list. We'd be <laughs> happy to partner um, as well and make life happen. Here on the Gifted Life, we always say one person. It takes one person to make a difference. And we found her, huh? Yeah. Yep. Kelly Pataki out of <laughs> Illinois. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you so very much. And this is quite an honor for me. Here on The Gifted Life, we take a moment for mental health. Yes, so uh, I'm very interested to hear what you've got to say on this subject because it's near and dear to my heart. Yes, well, <laughs> we got, all are hoping to always build our relationships, right? We talk about that a lot, how to communicate better, all this stuff. Um, but let's specifically talk about our romantic relationships, and we're going to give you five tips to strengthen it. Oh, wait, hold on. I got my pen. Okay, go. <laughs> everybody write this down. <laughs> and this is all from marriage counselors, uh, marriage and family, people who are work with people to strengthen their relationships. Um, so the first one, let's boost that oxytocin, guys. How do we boost that? <laughs> oh, wow. Physical touch. So like holding hands. Um, cuddling on the couch, it's very important to, we know the importance of physical human touch. So that can just boost that for you and um, bring about a better, stronger connection. So instead of sitting six feet apart on the couch at night when you're watching Yellowstone, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sit next to each other, hold each other's hands, all that good stuff. It's always good to physically touch your partner. I like that. I like the uh, kiss in the cheek as we're passing in the kitchen or something like I something love that. real nice. Yeah. It just gives you a little boost and it mm -hmm. makes you feel connected. And seen. Yes. Um, the next feeling seen is we're going to spend some quality time together. So research actually shows that you should be doing weekly dates. Now, that oh, doesn't I mean wish. you have to go out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know we're in COVID times. People are afraid. But weekly have 30 minutes at the minimum to just be together. Mm -hmm. So do something together, yeah. whether it's a meal, a glass of wine, um, watching your favorite show together. But make sure you make time outside of your kids friendships and be together you hear this huh ashley i'm sure she's listening <laughs> life had gotten so busy we even took the 30 minutes to go to the grocery store oh, like, that's, wow, that's a great day <laughs> we actually did that a couple nights ago so yeah yep um so next we're gonna commit to our shared goals so most partners have goals a lot of times they're unsaid go ahead and say them commit to your career goals your financial goals your home improvement Write them down, have a conversation, and commit together. Um, it really helps you get on the same page, mm -hmm. and it reaffirms that you're kind of in this together. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we're also going to uplift our partner. So we're going to give them praise. We're going to maybe write a little love note. I don't know. Like something where you are just showing them you are appreciated, loved, and cared for. Do I needed something. air in my tires this morning. Mm -hmm. So my husband rolled out of bed to make sure my tires were on. I was like. That's love to me. It's my love yeah, language. That's Thank him you. uplifting you <laughs> and telling him, like, he's telling you you're cared for yeah. and I want you to be safe. Like, yeah. little things like that. It doesn't have to be these grand gestures. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, something as small as, like, having fun together. Just, like, mm -hmm. doing something to reconnect and uplift each other. Mm -hmm. well, last night, my, uh, I was dealing with, I had a lot of work things going on. And so I didn't really, I wasn't any help to my wife. 
and she was uh, she took down the, the tree decorations and then she turned everything over into Mardi Gras mm-hmm. becomes a Mardi Gras tree and I made sure to tell her because it was it was beautiful I said thank you so much it is such a beautiful tree oh. I wish I could have helped yeah but uh just Gave her a little I bit of like praise just recognition me, we talk about that and actually uh just a little bit of gratitude every day just yeah. ex- ex- expressing gratitude mm-hmm. toward each other every mm-hmm. day to me notice a huge difference yeah and it, so upla- it makes you feel good like mm-hmm. your partner sees you and mm-hmm. is you know loves you and wants you to do well and mm-hmm. appreciates when you do but just as a side note would you have helped her with the Mardi Gras like to make it look better take the other uh, piece down yeah. at least so yeah. uh, not the yeah um, she's not gonna let me mess with the Decorate, tree but, I was just wondering take everything yeah. down put the boxes <laughs> You know, all I really got to do was put this, the, the old boxes in the attic. Right, that was pretty that's much right. It, so. <laughs> yeah, the hard work. <laughs> um, but last but not least, is my favorite is try something new. So we hear from a lot of couples that they get kind of stuck in ruts, the same routines, especially if you have kids, you wake up at a certain time, you feed them, you go, you get home, you're exhausted. Make time to do something that's totally new. Um my fiance and I like recent we're getting old now, I feel like. But fiance, like we were like, let's like do puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something new that we had never done before. And we've been together almost three years and we had never done a puzzle. And mm-hmm. it just brought in this like, I don't know, this like energy. I know it's so boring to do a puzzle, but like we did something new and we actually enjoyed doing it together. And we had movie on in the background. It it doesn't have to be this huge like climb Kilimanjaro new but it can be something little that you do together that mm-hmm. reignites kind of your time together I like that we mm-hmm. went on a swap tour been living in Cajun country my whole life and that's oh, my first there you go oh, really? that did was you have fun? fun yeah I did yeah and you I feel connected it. when you do something new together yeah. because it's a shared experience then new memories yeah oh I like it all right maybe you have a topic you'd like Sarah to cover just email us info at thegiftedlife.org All right, guys, in our question and answer segment, Lori, this one's going to be for you. Is organ donation required learning for all students? That is my hope. Yeah. So one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, it's state by state. Most states, um, it's not required. Um, But the great thing is that every organ procurement organization, or OPO that we call it here on the podcast, um, they offer free Um, training. So you can go to like lopa.org. You can request a speaker. This just happened on social media. Some lady um, commented, I'm looking for a speaker for my class. I'd like to talk about organ donation. Then one friend tagged another friend that tagged another friend. Then they got to us. And so um, I love when that happens. I love that we're invited in. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're flexible. Um, I know here at Lopa, we work with the teachers and their timelines because Mm -hmm. we know, especially with COVID, um, things are so different. So we just want to make it the best experience for all. And we want that education going out so we love every opportunity so if you have one out there call us up yep that's a great question um definitely listen to Lori, and please call us because it's free um if you have another question for us on the podcast give us a call at 504-648-3477 in every episode of the gifted life we honor a hero today we honor stephanie nicole barlow And we learn about Stephanie from her family. She was so full of life and love and loved by all, always there to help a good friend, a wonderful big sister, a loving granddaughter, and most importantly, a beautiful loving daughter in the light of my life. She was an avid dancer in both her personal life and on squads in high school and college. We all miss her terribly, but I know that one day I will see her again. When we were approached by the Lopa people in the hospital, my first reaction was no way. 
I'm not burying my daughter cut to pieces. My ex-husband did the listening, and when I came to grips that she was not going to make it, I realized that this would have been what Stephanie wanted, and she probably would have said, oh, mom, I want to do this. It turned out to be a very good thing for us, and it saved five people's lives that night. God bless everyone who makes this decision and the ones that are on the receiving end. And now we pause and say thank you to Stephanie for the gift of life. That'll do it for episode 180 of The Gifted Life. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can register anytime as an organ, tissue, and eye donor at registerme.org. Special thanks to Miss Kelly Pataki, one of our new favorite teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the, she's a just, good one. Yeah, just the impact that she's had, if you think about it, over, over almost 20 years the number of people who have probably registered and become oh, donors sure. because of her and, and the impact that she she has no idea no, how far I reaching agree. it is. And she, she's keeping going. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that in honor of her brother's donor and all those donors that she has come across. Uh, the best place to find us here at The Gifted Life is thegiftedlife.org. You can listen to any of our episodes on our website or wherever you like to listen, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. If you do listen on Apple, go ahead and rate, review, subscribe so that others can find the podcast. On social, like our page. It's the Gifted Life Podcast on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Gifted Life Pod. One more ask, guys. We ask that you go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help us make life happen. Until next time. This is a production of LOPA, or the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreaux, and Sarah Blakemore. Our executive producer is Kirsten Hines. Producer is Shalon Caraway. Intern is Rebecca Ranham. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez. <laughs>